Hey guys and welcome back to the Insight channel. My name is Freddy or Grimmy Runner and we have the second episode of In The Crosshair. It's the channel where we show everything to do with Counter-Strike and now I have the newly legend Thomas. Very, very happy to have you here. Firstly, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, just want to just start off, like a really, really basic question. Um, like with CS, how did you originally get into CS in the first place? Um, when I originally got into CS, you know, I was at school. Um, I actually had a friend who got me it as a Christmas gift, which was like kind of weird. I didn't really like CS back then. Uh, I didn't want to ever play it. But he was like, nah, you got to try it. And he got me it as a gift to play with him. So it sort of like just went on from there, really, yeah. So did you play, that's actually ironically the exact same thing that happened to me when I was at school. Someone was like, you have to play it, you have to play it. Uh, did you play like any other games or was it just straight into CS? I played Call of Duty on, my, on the console, to be honest. Yeah. Like Clan Wars, you know, this type of thing. Mm. Oh, I was playing yeah, with like my old... cousins and stuff, yeah. Yeah, the old MLG stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, this type of stuff. I tried to play some tournaments, but you know, I was really young back then. and Yeah. yeah. Oh, very nice. And uh, okay, so like looking at your career, um, you you jumped kind of like in and out of the UK scene quite a lot early on. Like you started at CEX, and then you were kind of like bouncing around. If that's correct, like you you were kind of bouncing around in and out of UK teams like the first two years of your career. Like you had some success on Endpoint, and then you came out of uh, of the UK scene and back in. Um, basically, like was did, did you leave the UK scene after Endpoint? Was that because you wanted to succeed and you felt like you had to leave the UK scene to succeed? Um, no, not necessarily. I think, so I was in a lot of UK teams at one point, you know, we were playing GFINI Elite Series. Yeah. I think it was after or maybe before during Endpoint. I don't know. I've been in Endpoint so many times. That's because it's hard you know, to I, up. <laughs> I, I've kind of lost track at the moment, but... There was one lineup which I think was in 2019 we were building. It was like me, Max, Pulse. Uh, but then we got some the Serbian guys in, like uh, Impulse and AVN. And um, when when we got these guys in, I think there was just a, a clash between mentalities. I just don't think we got along. Uh, and I didn't really want to stay around. And no chance at the time they were looking for somebody so they asked me and i just like went straight with devil walk you know like i didn't want to turn this uh, opportunity down yeah but it wasn't particularly about leaving the uk scene i think it was more about like just not enjoying the the like team environment like it's mm. it's one of the main things i've always wanted to like focus on like the team environment how good it is because, like, I think it's a major factor of, like, how good a team does. Like, you can't have a really toxic environment. You have to have, like, a good flowing state, you know, just in and out of game. Just to sort of, like, build up this sort of, like, team unity, you know? So you're able to overcome stuff. But, you know, back then we didn't have it in this endpoint team mm. and... They were about to go to Copenhagen Games, and my contract ran out before Copenhagen Games, and I wasn't happy at all. I, I really was, like, uh, kind of depressed in the team, to be honest. Yeah. But um, as soon as my contract ran out and no chance came asking, I, I just instantly went. Like, there was no doubt about it. I didn't want to stay and play at all. 
Yeah, because I was, I was reading the UKCSGO article that uh, Meth did with you at Copenhagen. And that sign that kind of came out to me was that you you were very focused on, like, this team has the chemistry and it's not something you had in past teams. So, like, with with Endpoint, was there any was there ever a time with uh, the Mighty Max Pulse surreal time where you felt like you actually did have a team where it was the energy was good? Yeah, like, when we had Luzza in the team, like, Luzza, mm. great guy. Like, fantastic to be around. Uh, Pulse, me and Max, and I think we had Robin at the time. Like, honestly, this team was, like, pretty good, considering we sometimes lacked the, the firepower, uh, looking at it back, like, back on it. Yeah. But at the same time, like, we were still able to, like, you know, represent. And, you know, with me and Max, like, always coming in and out, uh, playing with each other, I think that there's always there there will always be like this sort of like bond. I think we're just like really good mates. But yeah, mm. like Endpoint, fantastic org. You know, these guys they've always gone up and over. You know, to support the ecosystem for UK scene. Even now they're running like the smaller UK circuits yeah. and stuff. And these guys, like, I think right now they're getting a lot of stick for their current team, but. <laughs> I think, to be honest, like, they, they will get back on the, like, good path again. I think they just lost sort of, like, the roots of, like, what they they love, you know? And what uh, sort of was Endpoint was built on, if that makes sense. Like, they, they, they're going international and stuff, but Endpoint, well, to me anyways, it's, like, always UK home, you know? Yeah. Like, these guys are the guys in the uk there's no mm. one else in my opinion like there is nobody else even to the caliber of like pete and ads these guys they go up and over for everyone they literally they saved the uk scene for years and i don't think they get any credit for this but these guys they, they give a platform to so many people and I, I just wish them the best honestly like congrats to them with, with their new boot camp facility yeah uh, Wish I got an invite, Pete. That. <laughs> I'll, but, I'll uh, make sure to send this to him and, and he, he can see yeah. that. Yeah. But honestly, no, these guys are fantastic. And, you know, everyone goes with uh, ups and downs. And I think they're just sort of having a down at the moment. But these guys will be on top again, without a doubt. These guys, they, they can't be always down. Yeah. Oh, they're it's... just too great for it. So c could you compare Endpoint to Coalesce in a sense of Endpoint, of like, Coalesce lost their identity with your team and now are back with like a UK team and are kind of firing their identity a little bit. Would could you guys could you compare that a little bit when it comes to like the two organizations? Um yeah, I don't particularly want to comment on the Coalesce situation. Yeah. I don't think it's my place to, to be honest. I think they're they're doing what they want to do. Yeah. Like it, um it, it's not like in comparison to my relationship with like ads and pete um you know i know these guys very in depth like yeah. Kenny's a nice guy uh i'm certain all of the coalesce guys are nice but i i didn't really i wasn't around to really talk to a lot of them i wasn't there for that long i don't really 
I'm not going to comment on it. Yeah, okay. All, really. So stay clear. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay, and then so back on that whole theme of chemistry, you obviously after your no chance, well, you had quite a lot of success in no chance actually. Um, you you went to Envious with like a very European roster. It was a very bizarre roster when you look at it on paper. Um, but you had a lot of a lot of talent on that roster. Someone like me, who for instance was the the problem in a roster like that, was it chemistry as well? Um, to be honest, I think this envious team was just, I, I just don't think it was ever going to work. Mm. Like, I think at the time we were having some small things go on in endpoint, but we were still doing really good at the time, you know, reaching top 30 for the first time in UK history, um, doing some really good stuff i think the player break happened and some you know obviously players are getting offers and stuff and i thought ah maybe i should go but to be honest envious was a disaster in my opinion i think the team would never have gelled i think the personalities weren't right for each other to be honest it doesn't really make any sense and you know at the same time after like literally a couple of days after I signed my contract with Envious, like uh, the Colossus come came, asking you know like about me and, they, you know it just was a maybe a rash decision or something, but it, it's regrettable. Yeah. But yeah, it's just a bad situation for everyone involved. If I'm being honest. Mm. But luckily, it's kind of like seemingly well, evidently you have bounced back from that very or like it, it, eventually. And um, so you've played on a lot of international rosters one of them being envy and then you've had stints in other teams what is something that you could take away from playing with a lot of those international rosters that you kind of bring back now to these well back to endpoint whenever you went back to endpoint and then now i guess back to insta breach with uh vault and cypher like you're kind of taking back to the, U the uk scene well i think with you know a lot of uk people lack is understanding for people they're working with right mm. so when i'm in an international team i'm i'm pretty well suited to conforming to like their culture in their yeah. team and at the same time i think that you know endpoint are great for this as well like honestly max he knows how to culturally integrate a player from wherever they're from um but as a player going to an international lineup you have to be just very, not reserved, but you just need to be able to adapt to the situation you're in pretty much because I think that that's where a majority of UK players sort of like fail because maybe they don't adapt well enough. They don't appreciate what some other te like uh, uh, teammates and styles sort of bring. And we're sometimes a very arrogant people, I think. So I think having less arrogance when you're playing internationally is like a super important thing and having a very reserved attitude or towards like mistakes because they're going to happen way more. Okay. And then, so with someone like Vault and Cypher, are these qualities you saw in them and that's why you wanted to almost uh, lead them in this Insta Breach roster? Um, so, well, with our roster... <laughs> 
Crucial is pretty much like British. Yeah, you know? I, I see him as a British author. That's, yeah, yeah. He, he's pretty much from the UK, but you yeah. know, he's dark. Um, for Seb, like, I, I didn't really speak much to Seb, to be honest, before. Uh, obviously, he's an insane player, and he has the ability to do some insane stuff. I just... I saw him doing really good stuff on Fnatic Rising, even before that with with Artist and the Viperio lot, who were called like Fanbit back then. Yeah. Uh, it was always nice to watch his like progression, but I I thought when I was building this team, he had like the personality it seemed to like really suit into it, and you know he's also like uh, Romanian as well, so. Mm. You know, he's also got that European sort of, like, attitude, I think, which was really nice for the team. But for Kai, I think Kai is... Kai's wild, to be honest. <laughs> like, but he is incredibly talented, and he knows... He has no, like, boundaries, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. the guy can literally do anything against anyone, I believe. Like his skill ceiling is so high but it's it's all about like his biggest like uh issue is usually himself uh and when he overcomes it like at the Yaramar, like no matter yeah like Virtus pro he was insane i swear if we were to play like uh like navi sort of like kicked his mind into it like okay i'll start i got i've got to start playing su like super serious but i swear after that first pro game like you could have put a majority of teams against us and i swear cypher would have like really stepped up like because he's an incredibly talented guy and he's also learning a lot from like rallon and stuff but yeah definitely like an insane talent yeah i mean i think any from the uk team anyone from the uk scene i think can just agree with that like every time i see cypher play it's always super impressive and he's always someone that whenever i would ask people like oh is there a uk player that impresses you it would always be cypher always for the past year it always would be and before we properly delve into a lot of the into the breach stuff um a question i just want to ask you is is particularly about your motivation in like leading up to a roster like this because you bounced around i think it's fair to say quite a few teams and even before this like Ka kawana being one of them you were in kawana for just a couple months and then it's like oh onto a new project so it's like was there any particular motivation that just kind of kept on keeping you going um yeah 2022 was a bit of a letdown year but i never really particularly joined a team yeah you know and that that period like i had a lot of time off it's the first time in like a lot of years where i literally took a back like seat and I sort of like analyzed everything i was like you know a lot of these situations which occur I just feel like if I was the the guy leading, the guy making some of these like important decisions, like it would turn out differently, right? Okay. Um, you know, Kawana, like that is just a bombshell. <laughs> I have no idea. Still, like th this was so random for all of the team. Um, you know, it's not a great time at all. You know, I stood in briefly with Into the Breach. It was meant to be, like, one or two weeks, and then it turned into, like, a month and a half because they weren't able to, like, find their players. Um, yeah, it was just a bit of, like, a weird year mm -hmm. for me. But, like, it made me sit back and, like, really, like, make a hard decision. Like, okay, I can still frag. 
like I, I could still be like a really hard fragger for a team if I just focused on it. But at the same time, I was like, maybe it's just time for me to like try this new thing, which I was always debating with, like in-game leading. Um, like I think I have the attitude for it and the temperament for it. Um, it just it just took a while for me to like okay come to terms with it, you know. Yeah, because am I right in saying with this into the breach roster, you weren't actually originally the IGL? Like there was a lot of th this whole th the the coming of this into the breach roster. There was a lot of there's been a lot of stuff like teams like not even you being a part of the team they were going to pick up, and then you were a part of it, but then you weren't the IGL. How? Did you kind of go to Sam or say the mind or the, the the owner and be like, I want to lead a team, like I want to build this project? Yeah, you know, like so originally the lineup would have been captained by Owen, uh Smuya. Yeah. Um, and he was originally building the team, and I was just gonna be like a player in that team. Um, and then he went pretty much like AFK, you know, he went missing, and then he said, All right game's over like i'm giving up i'm like he wants to stick to streaming right yeah. uh so i sat there thinking like well if this isn't gonna happen like hmm, i wonder what i'm gonna do so i thought all right it's time i want to i wanted to call anyways so i even told owen before even when he was building his team i said i wanted to call it but he was uh really dead set on like fear yeah um but at the same time i didn't like the the style of fear like when I was what like listening and talking to him and played a couple of scrims, I didn't really like it. So I decided, all right. I spoke to Sam, uh, for organ of ITB, and I said, look, Sam, I want to become an IGL. I want to lead this team. And to be honest, like of the people in the scene, I think like I was able to have like good enough reputation to like actually build a team. You know. Because I think it's difficult yeah, when you're building point. lineups. Like I, I'm like one of the few players in the UK scene who can like attract European like established players. I, I would say like so when you know I spoke to Ral and I was like, yeah, he he was struggling to find like a team who will trust him in his uh, roles because everyone wanted him as a caller. And I said, look, uh, I'm gonna call and you can like obviously help out. Um, but I want you to play like your roles, you know, to thrive in this team. And, you know, he was super down. And, but like looking back at it, I don't think many UK IGLs apart from Max would be able to do that. Like, obviously, Par Mezzi as well. But he's a fanatic. It's different. Because, it, like, it's, yeah. speaking of that, sounds like there wouldn't have been, like, there, there aren't any other English IGLs that would be on the level of Rallon either, I don't think so. Like, you look at artists, but. I'd, I I couldn't see a Rallon going to Viperia, for instance. Um, how did that Rallon? Because like I saw that and I was like, I I, I heard it beforehand. A couple with, with um, and I know he he actually got offered by a different team, didn't he? And last second came to you guys. Is that correct? And like I remember I saw that and I was like, this is such a bizarre pickup. How, how did that come around? You know, I was just talking to Rallon. You know, like we did a couple of trials. Yeah. Uh, we were testing people out, like. Crucial was like my go-to guy because I wanted somebody I've played with before. You know, I'm super comfortable with Joey. Uh, I know he's really good for like team environment, but I don't think he was having the best of time when he was leaving Endpoint. Um, so I thought, okay, I can get this guy. 
who's like totally insane. Yeah. Obviously, uh, I played briefly with Kai with under well with Adam, and you know I saw his potential. I saw I got I got to kind of analyze that team if that yeah. makes sense. Like I wasn't particularly you enjoying myself it playing it, but yeah, I was like always in the back of my mind watching him, thinking, yeah, this guy's like really good. I think Dobbo is also like insanely work, like insane, but uh, I don't think he gets the credit due, which is no, true. No, he you does know? not at all. Because his his roles but, aren't star roles either, are they? Right? Yeah, but he's an insanely talented player, honestly. Um, but yeah, it it, it just sort of like came to a stage where i was like okay i'm really happy with this lineup rallon was getting offers but like the offers weren't the type of offers where he would just instantly leave mm. it's the type of offers where he would have to take up a lot of responsibility igl take the lead and i just don't think he was willing to do that and i gave him another option i gave him the option which he wanted so by taking up the mantle of like uh, in-game leading and obviously everyone had doubts of me. Everyone. Hmm. <laughs> um, I just, like, my philosophy of the game is much different to, like, Max's. But it's 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 very similar still, though. Like, they it, it may be different, but I think uh, mine's all about utilization on, like, of uh, tactics on certain rounds. And then, like, how to reset and change the pace. And I, I, I just view it differently, like, towards the end of... VM point stint with Max, you know, when we had Boros, I was just not agreeing with how to utilize Boros. Like back then, I think it's probably the main reason why he left in the end. Like these guys weren't like utilizing him correctly. Like when you got a player like Boros, you just got to unleash him. It's a bit like Cypher, right? Yeah. Sometimes you just got to release that player and play around this guy because like this guy is like so insanely skilled and he sometimes like very random yes but like if you can unlock him in a match he can be he can beat down anyone in front of him so like you just have to facilitate him and that's like kind of what i've done in uh into the breach you know i've cypher and the team have like we've been going through like a lot of different changes sussing out what works and what doesn't work but yeah now he's sort of like it's clicked you know like we're, we've mm. been waiting for this clicking phase and uh when we got to Araman, we were playing, then it clicked. You know, like it really clicked mentally with them. It's like the perfect time for it to click, right? Like, yeah, literally, it if really you, is. If you ever wanted to click, that would be the time. So, I think, so you, you, you kind of mentioned as well, slightly, like a lot of people doubted you and getting the team to click. Do you think a big part of this was you just learning, like, because you, you've learned how to just become an IGL right in like two months? Is that correct, pretty much? not necessarily to be honest i think every player you watch mm. in the top 50 IGLs. has the ability yeah well no no i mean every rifler has so, yeah. the idea and understanding of how to igl but it's all about like accepting the fact when you do become an igl because like there are a lot of igls out there who take up the mantle and you know then they forget how to play like, hmm. you've got to still be able to put up, like, a decent figure of, like, fragging a power. You know, you're really just going to hurt your team then if you, if you don't. At the same time, like, I believe you've got to utilize your coach properly. Like, for tactics and stuff, like, yeah, I, I do bring in tactics, but not as many as you think. I think I rely on Juve, 
but I think that's a coach's job, you know, to be to have a tactical coach and then for yourself to learn how to utilize those rounds is more important than I don't know, the IGL coming, bringing these rounds and then building everything and then having to learn how to utilize the rounds, when to utilize them, etc. right? So I'm just hard focusing on like be just knowing when to utilize what rounds, when I should do it and how we're going to like run the rounds correctly. So everyone's on the same page while my coach is like also Juve is doing a great job at like bringing in the really good tactics. So like I have the strap book ready. So okay. like, yeah, I've, I've really been like, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot more work than having to be a rifler, yeah, but like, naturally. to be honest, I've been, I've been enjoying it a lot and <laughs> seeing others. Like, I think you have to be quite a selfless person when you pick up calling this especially is when learned. you got kai as well like you were just talking about kai yes. and rollin for instance like you look at you because like naturally everyone knows you can shoot back however you look at like kai you want him to not have any other thought upon his head apart from you're gonna kill him all type thing yes okay and you know facilitating that is the main thing i want to do mm. and you know I like honestly I used to be a very selfless player I used to play entry for endpoint I used to run in like a, a crazy man like like Kai is now like Boros I used to be that guy who like just frags and then uh, I became a more passive player playing like more passive roles and I wasn't this guy who was like hard fragging in like uh, entering and all of this but now it's sort of like I've come to a realization like yeah i need to make space for these guys like way more to let them succeed even though i might do slightly worse but as long as we're winning uh that's absolutely fine with me yeah yeah so is this so like j just that what you said is that something you realized immediately because from i was talking to uh do you know b dog right the caster because yep. we, we, we've casted a few of your games together like just when you guys became a team and something we were noticing was that like whenever it worked god damn it worked like you guys had the fragging but then sometimes when it, it, it felt like the it kind of like when you got challenged that much extra it flopped and we were expecting that to maybe be the case when it came to the to the major to the rmrs so like kind of this idea what you were just saying there and all the things you're learning was that something that just started clicking really quickly as soon as you started getting more comfortable in the igl um if i'm being honest like we went to boot camp in stuttgart yeah uh at one three three seven camp and right there I i'm not i'm not gonna lie like i was sort of having like an I identity crisis like because i still wanted to play as a player but at the same time i know what i have to do it's like it's coming to terms with it which was the hardest part for me hmm. like when i was at the boot camp i was able to speak to my like like uh, uve in person like and really talk to him in depth like how i'm feeling about it because i was really torn because like sometimes i watch people play and i think man like if i was in these positions i'd be owning you know yeah um because like that is your thought as like a player who's like a rifler uh who's played like maybe the passive roles and stuff like you know exactly how to do it so after i spoke about it a lot and i came to the realization that like okay i've got to start accepting this and start changing uh 
a lot changed in our team, to be honest. Like, the dynamic changed quite hard. Like, yes, I was being more selfless, but at the same time, we we started succeeding way more. Like, the it was mainly the practices before the uh, RMR. Like, we were playing some top-notch teams like Aurora, Forza, uh, VP, and we were slamming these guys. And I was, like, thinking, okay... Every, it just feels like everything's clicked, mm. you know. Like I, I've, I've overcome what I've needed to overcome, and like Kai started to overcome what he needed to overcome. And I think Rallen's also getting used to like this English sort of like uh, culture. No culture, I would say. Okay. I think you know, like uh, in the team. Yeah. I think he he really loves it. He really like uh, <laughs> he's really come to terms with it, right? Um, it's a, it's a pretty good team environment like we have really good vibes and the team sort of just plays for each other honestly like um i think a lot of people were questioning our route at the rmr but like in the end of the days we played the highest seeds out of every team there and we still made it um i i just think that i wish we got an opportunity to play maybe one of these teams in the best of three like b8 are still insanely good but like I think I would have rather had it like more legitimate, like beating a one of these teams because I know we would have beaten while we were there. We were playing so good, like even B8 we should have two would but we choked super hard. Like we 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 started like getting two oh, that ahead of ourselves. Was, yeah, that mirage yeah. game that was a that was a tough watch to say the least. I was watching. I was like, how have we not closed this out already? <laughs> yeah, we had like something crazy, like seven match points. Mm. Like it, we we'll never lose these types of games. Um, but you know, we're, we're down doing a hard prep. We we're practicing super hard. And to be honest, like the team Mm. is doing like really good mentally. And like, to be honest, I think individuals are like really starting to step up, especially like Volt, you know, Kaya, of course. Yeah. Rylan's still putting up big numbers and Joey's still being like the solid orb that we need. So like, I think. The actual mage is going to be a very interesting journey. It, it depends what happens. Like, if we turn up and have the same attitude as the uh, RMR, I believe we're going to, like, cause a headache for, like, a lot of teams, especially in the best of ones. Like, because we play such explosive static CS. Like, I'm changing up, like, our pace all over. So, like, some rounds we're, like, mega fast. Some rounds we're, like exploding but like off stuff um like we're literally playing like much different cs to like endpoint for example i i don't think our meta really works like that strongly online to be honest because everyone's playing with like so much confidence i don't really know yet i think online's just like a kind of problem with this team i think personally it's more about people not taking it as serious as uh for land games you know because like when my team switched on, these guys are hitting shots and they're 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 playing everything correctly. But online, the the mistakes just show. I was gonna say, do you think you might find a bit of a a challenge now? Because like you guys are, because you know, especially for some of the younger UK guys, it's like in their head they're like, if you're playing a CCT main Swiss, for instance, they're like, oh, this doesn't matter. It's like I've played at the major. Like, it doesn't actually matter. Do you think that would be a problem then? You were saying. I think that's totally up to the players, to be yeah. honest. Because in the end of the day, if they make that mistake of like 
getting thinking okay i'm big shit now right mm. uh i'm gonna be the big boy and uh you know play well just have that attitude you know in the end of the day it's gonna hurt him. yeah oh it's, massively. It, 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 it's not ever done any good for any player no. you know and but some people go down those paths i i can't say for certain but i i will try my best to like prevent them from going down that path you know yeah. by like bringing them down <laughs> slapping yeah. them down Slap a notch like shut up you're you're, yeah, you're, yeah. you're still because i was still a noob because i want to ask is like you do, like because you've got von cypher who are younger less experienced do you see yourself as like i know it sounds a bit like a father figure you're like the captain the kind of like older uk guy in the team do you find yourself in that position at all well I'm like what the middle aged guy in the team. Yeah, exactly. Like, 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 Rallen should be like kind of like the father, but like I think as a leader, I think everyone respects me as a leader. Um, as a good start as a leader, I think that yeah, that's that's quite needed. <laughs> yeah, like I think usually that's like a big aspect which a lot of people mm. fail on. You know, like you have to be able to get your the respect of your players, and to be honest, like. Sometimes I can be hard to work with, but like not a lot, to be honest. Yeah. But but it's I wouldn't say like father figure. I would say more like uh, a good friend, you know. Yeah. Like I think if people really needed to have like a conversation with somebody in the team, uh, I I would hope that they could, they were able to come to me, and I think that that some people can. Um, I just think that sometimes a lot of teams like lack that aspect, you know, like a, it's the main thing that I loved an endpoint because everyone's an endpoint, like not only everyone's vibes, but like if I was having a problem, I could just call up Pete, call up ads. I could be like telling my life story if I want, yeah. uh, but you know, at least they'll sit there and listen and then probably think, ah, oh, can this guy shut up so I can go watch the TV or something, you know, <laughs> but like, nah, they're, they're absolutely great for that. And uh that's what i've always wanted to like bring in to a team because i think you gotta build you gotta build not on quick quicksand you need to build on like just pure concrete you need you need to have the pillars in and in my eyes like the, the in-game leader and the coach we are the pillars of the team and we oh, have to be yeah. there to like support not only ourselves but like our teammates so like if I'm having a rough one, my UV will like help me and uh, bring me back up. But like like at the RMR, no matter what, like you know the guys started getting quiet in that Mirage game. I was just trying to hype them up as much as possible, you know, like really giving them every ounce of passion I had, because like I think that is the role of the like leader. Like if you don't do that, you're just gonna lose. Like I was watching back versus Pro and James just sat there like. Ah, who cares? Like, he just doesn't seem like he has that charisma, you know. Yeah. But like at the same time, he's a major cha champion. Maybe what mm. he does in his uh, culture is the thing that they want. But like, I think in more heavily westernized countries, I think having charisma actually helps the team so much more than anyone thinks. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think so. Speaking about that same topic, ITB 
from a lot of people in the UK will agree, seem like a very supportive organization. They seem really sound, really down to earth. Like Sam and uh, Isk seem like just genuinely really nice people. Uh, are they really helpful in that manner as well? Yeah, Sam's great. You know, like he's he's looking out for the best for us. I think. Um, I you know we don't really work with Isk that much, but he's mm. been he's been great. But the organization, to be honest. They've, they've done all the support they can for yeah. us and you know i think for both parties we've both been doing like great so i think we're just gonna grow with the organization i think uh this was unexpected from everyone but we're here now right yeah uh and we've got to see how far we can go in this mm. you know we're the hardest thing to do in these tournaments is have a, a leg in the race but we have one now. You have your legends. So, like you have more than yeah. like. Yeah, like we have the opportunity to really do some like upsets and stuff. And I'm telling you, these teams, they're compared to la like online. Like online, these guys are insane. But like on LAN, like you really see the chips in the armor. You see the stress hitting them um, because everything's on the line. There's nothing else there. This and this is like the last CSGO major. Like. In it would be a dream to get to like at least top eight if we can get to top eight it would be crazy you know like even doing some like crazy up upsets like there yeah. is nothing we can lose now like we we're just going in with the attitude like we do not care what happens we got legends already like we have to just play our hearts out and play like we've got nothing to lose and we will abuse that against teams and they will start getting stressed and we're just going to be playing our own cs and you know if it works it works and if it doesn't like uh, i won't be as happy but yeah you know, we, still... We, we still achieved a lot we 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 did history we got to a uk lineup before csgo pretty much shuts down uh we got us to the major you know it's absolutely wild so i was gonna say like does it does it because i know for for me seeing like a uk player it's cool a major but like a uk core does that make it even better that you've got to the major after so long but with a uk core <laughs> so for me to be honest like it's everything yeah there isn't anything i wanted more i used to tell smoothie please let's make the uk lineup just a three-man core Let's just get to the major as a UK core. Nah, 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 nah. He was always like against it. But like, there's, it was just always a thing for me. Like people always said to me, sometimes maybe I spent way too much time in the UK scene than I should have. And it hurt me. Well, it could have, yeah. But like, you I had way more faith in the UK scene. It's why I love Endpoint so much. <laughs> Because, like, they are so... They were so dedicated. They were so dedicated to, like, sorting out, like, this goal. Their goal was to get to the major. Like, I think they've sort of went off it a little bit now. But they will get back on track. I have no... I have full faith in them. But, yeah, 100% sending it straight with the uh, UK team to the major. That was, like, my goal. Like, yeah. getting to the major with a UK core... Oh, that's just wild right who would have thought and uh, we finally did it 
And to have two UK teams, the RMR, like you guys literally made history twice and then you made it once again. Uh, yeah. just actually, speaking about like Viperia being at the RMR, did you, like, would you have had much interaction with them when you're in Copenhagen? Because I was thinking, it was like, would it have been nice to have a familiar face at the event? Yeah. Like, you had Daff and Meth, obviously, you could see us go, Viperia. Like, was it kind of nice to not be like, oh my God, I'm in this storm of European players? There's actually like a lot of British and Irish people that were there. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. There's no doubt about yeah. it. Honestly, having the boys there was like, <laughs> yeah, like they, they had an unfortunate run, yeah, but um, like, these guys were so supportive towards us. Mm. Like we were telling them, like we were just hoping they would win. Uh, I can remember we were playing the first match and we went into OT and we were like, oh, that's strange. My period is still there, <laughs> and uh, you know we were speaking to them after the game and they were like, damn man, these guys. They must be in OT as well. Like, we're both, like, owning, you know? Like, and it was just, like, it, it was absolutely awesome to have those guys yeah. there. Like, I know a lot of them have never been to these types of events. Uh, like, so it was a massive learning thing for them. But it was really awesome, especially for, like, me. I would maybe say Kai, especially Volt, to have, like, that other team there, Viperio. Because, like, we're all friends. We're all out here supporting each other. We're all just vibing with, with each other like i guess they don't know as many european players like yeah in, exactly. like in comparison to like me joey and rallon like me the rest of like us lot we sort of know all the pros we've played with them we've played against them like we have relationships with them uh and sev and kai they don't really have that you know and neither did the viperio guys so it was really nice to have them like be able to meet everyone and you know i wish them all the best of luck going forward honestly yeah. those guys are absolutely awesome guys because speaking about support as well like from the uk you guys got a ridiculous amount of support like for days every time i'd open up twitter it was just itb viperio itb viperio did that help a lot just like even when so like because because when both you and viperio lost the first map or the first yeah the, the first game it's like the whole of twitter was genuinely like oh my god like these guys are gods like everyone was just like full full support uh like i know for me i was sending like messages to like tom kylo i've known them quite well so i was like well done lads like that was really really good did you did you did that help getting that support from the uk scene uh so socially like on the socials uh i was just doing a tweet and then not looking at it uh i wasn't interested to look at it until may uh until we qualified yeah like after my tweet I, I wasn't really that like hyper focused but i was hearing from everyone else like the support was immense you know like everyone's really rooting for us and i think these majors and stuff they get so stale because you know it's the same teams over and over yeah. but like i don't think people like watching tier one counter-strike realize how close like tier two is like we're watching b for b group right now and it's just carnage like, like tier one yeah but these guys we almost beat them to qualify to the rmr like we we literally could have won the, the match the series against them and i just don't believe that people realize like these teams in tier two they aren't like a joke this is why like some teams just get upset every week in tier two and some teams like can own it in tier two and then like struggle against tier one i don't know if it's like a mentality thing but like it, it, it is like the, 
the boundaries are so close, like right now, they're like very small, and there's no doubt about it right now. Like watching this major, the amount of upsets for tier one teams, they they prep for every match, but you can tell they are not ready for how hard these guys shoot. Like honestly, sometimes, like when we were playing, we we're like, man, it's it felt easier playing like the tier one teams like Navi and VP. Then it was like playing B8 on that Mirage game, you know, because these guys just shoot so hard. Like, these guys are just hitting the nuttiest shots. Like, it just doesn't feel the same as well. Like, tier 1 CS compared to tier, tier 2. Tier 2 is so scary to play against compared, so, in comparison. Do you, so, you saw this like uh, ages ago when you were like, when we're making the major, like, we don't care because we're playing we we have nothing to lose right now like we are yeah. gonna play do you think that's the mentality of tier one are playing like we can't lose we can't lose we can't lose and the tier two guys are like i don't care like we're just gonna go and play our game i i don't think it's like this oh, i don't care sort of thing it's yeah. more like it's more like there aren't any expectations on hmm. them winning yeah. and everyone's hedging their bets towards like you know phase and stuff like phase yeah they, they are insane versus pro like in the other group, Spirit have gone out zero three, and Astralis are one what and two. There? Like the thing is with these teams is that the competition, in my eyes, is the fact that they don't get to play as many tier two teams as tier one. Like, and when you play against a tier two team, no matter who it is, Nine, Monty, like us, BA, um, Aurora, like. They don't realize how hard these players work and just never get the opportunity to, like, play against people in these tournaments. That's why, like, I think when CS2 comes out, it's going to, like, rock every Tier 1 team. I reckon it's going to destroy some. Like, not the, like, Orcs, but, like, the actual teams. I think uh, players won't adapt to it, like, fast enough compar in comparison to Tier 2 because... Tier 2 is where the scene is elevated, as in meta, and in Tier 1, Tier 1 teams just take what Tier 2 teams do, but they make it into their own way to style it and meta it. Like, for example, I think it was Bird from Sky, you know, he talks a lot with, or like, uh, I think it was like, I think it was Snappy, but I'm not certain, but like some other IGLs, like top IGLs, oh no, it was Hooksy. Jerry and Hooksy. And yeah, 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 Hooksy, uh, Bird from Sky does. And Bird from Sky is changing the meta. But, like, his teams aren't always a able to play in these tournaments. Yeah. But, like, what he's saying and what he's, like, integrating and building and changing the meta on all these maps, it's coming from him, you know? And he's just getting no credit. And everyone's like, okay, Hooksy's, like, amazing. But, like, I'm not. he is amazing. But, like... He's also still getting stuff off tier two teams. Like the the depth of tier two is so much more crazy than tier one. Like tier one just they're so used to playing each other at tier one that they 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 don't adapt that that much. It's either like I think Mouse is like a really good team that adapts a lot, but like some some of the more top teams I think they just try and play their own CS because they're that, yeah. they're that confident at playing it you know hmm. um, yeah it's like they're they're so confident in that style they don't almost keep up with everyone else like they they it would be fair to say like they're they, they love their style and then it's like 
oh, we've been outgrown and we haven't adapted to it. Whereas the the tier two are, are always trying to revolutionize the game. Is that kind of like the main idea you're saying? Oh yeah, like you you look at Monty, and I'm pretty certain a majority of teams are playing Anubis, which was built on Monty style. Like that's the sort of meta at the moment. Like Monty are just so insane at that map, but they play a certain way. And I I've seen a lot of teams. I've watched a lot of demos of a lot of teams just playing exactly like Monty. Yeah. These guys are like they they're bringing in a lot of like cool and interesting stuff, like. I, I don't think as an IGL you have to be this guy who like finds a game breaking smokes and tactics. I think like honestly the resources are already there. Like you have so many great minds in the scene right now. Um yeah, you can just nab the things you wanna nab. Um and just build twist. a style of it. Yeah, of course. Like obviously it's gonna be a bit different when CS two comes out because everything's gonna be like refreshed, right? Oh, it's gonna be different. Like starting starting from like a ground zero for everyone it's going to be pretty like carnage but like at the same time i believe that uh you know a lot of these teams like monty and stuff who are very creative very willing to work as a as a whole team to be honest um these are the teams that are going to succeed instead of like maybe some of these teams that you know have had a lot of success in the past um who may not have the drive to be sitting on the server for like 10 hours yeah finding all the stuff really like you know playing with the passion instead of like just for money and just for stuff a job type thing yeah just for the job like people who are playing with passion like uh, the monty guys 100 percent. like hmm. uh eagles these guys they pay they play with so much passion and uh these guys will like change the game i'm not even kidding i reckon bad news eagles these guys will be like a top 10 team bro like in cs2 okay. i guarantee it these guys are such a unit together like also with like devil war coaching them like and crystal honestly, I, yeah and crystal as analyst you know like he's a real good mind for the game and he loves it like these guys have like a formula which honestly they could like define the met like the early start of cs2 in my opinion that's just like so you know the philosophy we're talking about like the, the family philosophy almost type thing where like that's what i see bne is it feels like such a unit of just five players who have never separated for like two three years and they're still i don't know if you i don't know how much you know about it but you know so, so they went on boot camp uh just for the mage as for the rmr like like most people did a they, king one yeah yeah oh, they no, Mambo, paid, I, think. I don't know where it was actually but they like it came out of their own money like it's like it all came out like that they each player paid a certain amount for that and it's like i find that crazy like it's just like they're still doing so well yet they like have so much pressure on them to do well because they have no organization do you think that will like stop them a little bit i, th I think i think they're just doing fine yeah all of them i think you know this is their third consecutive major they've qualified for they're doing good um you know they they get a hundred percent of not only their stickers but also the organization stickers i think the bankroll for their org or like their team is fine to spend like the amount they probably spent on a boot camp yes it's like unfortunate but i think they definitely deserve an organ i don't know why they don't have an org 
But I think it's also at the same time fine to say that it didn't really hurt him as much as you thought mm. uh, to spend that money to go to a boot camp. I think these guys are, you know, they deserve it. Yeah. And, you know, they've been so <laughs> consistent. I think they're, they're, they're good, to be okay. honest. Nice. And then, so just rounding out this episode, it's gone a lot longer than I, I, I thought it would be. I think we got, we got a little <laughs> bit carried away. Sorry for taking up too much of your time, but um, I just want to just track it back to the UK stuff just for a final few messages. So naturally, as we all know, UK has a horrific um, kind of uh, like appearance in the international scene. Everyone, it's like the laughing stop of Europe type thing. Do you think the fact that Viperian, you guys made the RMRs, you made the legend stage, and you also did it legit, like you guys beat the reigning major champions do you think now there might be a switch up in the in the international scene like okay uk are legit now um no because i think the biggest thing that harms the uk cs like ecosystem and environment they it's usually the players just messing it up themselves yeah um european players will treat you how you act right and i think a lot of people struggle to come to terms with that because they act stupid maybe they say some stupid things which they shouldn't be saying but you know the, the main thing i wanted to always tell like a lot of people and i do it like you know epic lands and stuff when they ask for advice um what not to do and i've been down that road you know as a, as a uk player like um you've got to not save the stupid things because the memories will stick with a lot of people uh but in terms of ukcs uh people looking at it i think it depends on the person totally but as a scene i think everyone would be like yeah these guys can be serious you know like they're not just a laughing stock anymore like it was like uh spain before they qualified to the major as well of movie star yeah. Like Spain, Spanish CS, you're like, oh, I don't mind playing some Spanish guys. And now you're like, hmm, oh, this might be a hard game now. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, it's definitely a thing that people need to, like, realize and change. And I'm saying this from experience. Like, it's the same thing I've said to countless of people in the scene. But I think it's changing for good, honestly. The scene is going well. Nice. And then I was going to, um, as well, just looking at like the regional scene, do you think you're going to invigorate more players like with your success that people can look at you guys and be like, they did it. Like we can do it as well. Well, it's a dream run. I'm not, I'm yeah. not going to deny the fact that like, if we were to play this RMR, like 10 times, like we probably qualify like the same way, probably about four hmm. or maybe three, you know, like, we were the total underdogs. Everyone thought, why are these guys even here? You know? But at the same time, some of the other teams in Group B, like, it's way more stacked. But, you know, the, the teams, other sort of teams that we play, like, a, a lot. You know? Um, but UK, like, I think the UK scene right now is, like, suffering, like, silently. Yeah. I think I-Series needs to, like, either just shut down because they're doing more harm to the UK scene than they're doing positive at the moment. Uh, and hopefully Epic Land can like really take their place. But like going back to Endpoint, they're now hosting lands in the UK. Which is like, sick. Or like what, 
what aren't these guys doing for the scene? Like, but if we had more professional lands, mm. like, and if we had ESL UK, like, become more serious and, like, go back to lands and bring UK players into this more professional environment, I think we will start seeing way more UK players coming through. Like, I think uh, a really good one at the moment, which I, I think has a lot of potential, is, like, a Zuru. You know, he's insane at the moment. And I've, I, I don't think, like many Europeans will have his, their eyes on him. Like, I know for certain, this guy's like the real deal. He just needs, like, guidance. But, like, those Coalesce guys, they're, they're grinding, you know? And they're doing good. they just got to establish themselves at the end of the day. And once Time. they do, they'll, 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 they'll do it. Yeah, because uh, I was going to say, so do, so do you think that's maybe like the main issue that when you look at like Poland, for instance, they've just got countless of lands. You look at uh, maybe like Southern Europe, they've got like their, their tip sport, I think it is. And they just have lands yeah. like every other week, pretty much. Oh, like, I know it's over exaggeration, but like it's a lot more than the UK. Do you think that's a sign that like with uh, especially... I think Volt, because Kai's played in, in Finland, right? But like Volt, the Viperia guys, they haven't really done international, they haven't done international lands, many lands like of big caliber. Do you think that would be a big deficit for them going to a, going to an RMR being just like looking around maybe and being like, what the fuck? Well, I think the bonuses of UK lands, especially Epic, is the competitive nature of them. Yeah. Like, like everyone's <laughs> screaming, like, everyone's hyping each other up and it it actually builds this sort of like attitude like okay like if my team's playing at LAN I've got be, I've got to be like the guy also hyping my teammates if they're having hmm. a bad game like bringing them up and you know this is like the beautiful thing in UKCS in my opinion that like we're able to do it like we don't have enough lands we don't have like enough opportunities for people to even come up it's like really depressing actually uh the scene is just so lackluster when we should be like we could have been like a leading scene in cs but we're just not now because i series has been run badly epic lands doing a great job there elevating it every single time um and now endpoint are like bringing finally a land worth going to and especially since esl uk won't bring people to like leicester to their office to to play the esl uk and i don't think people realize how much difference that makes like yeah but you get these people getting to see each other meet each other play against like maybe the better players on LAN. like it builds experience for them like uh in the czech leagues like they're always playing against like sinners yeah like why why can't that be the same hit in the uk with like endpoint like how it used to be because like you saw plenty of players come up mezzi like link uh russ like so many players come up because of these events and a lot of our players left to valorant like which we couldn't help but at the same time we we were never able to like replace those players because they never had the opportunities like we did back then and it's just down to a bad attitude in the uk if i'm being honest like mm. from the, from the company's side it's nothing to do with the players the players will do their job but it's all about the companies, apart from like Endpoint, Epic Land, just they're not supporting the scene. The rest of them aren't. Which is sad, but it's a reality of the situation, right? Yeah, because you said CS2 is going to rumble Tier 1, Tier 2. Do you think CS2 could rumble UKCS? 
might rumble me like, <laughs> like the, 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 the game is so different like yeah. and I, no one knows what it's going to look like when it does get released mm. it might just be pure carnage it might like they might actually take on people's advice and be like okay we can't we're going to remove the fact that you can need a smoke and it will just vanish like like you know there's a lot of changing like things happening um and I don't think, you know, the people without the beta, I don't think the people without the beta know how drastic this change is. Because, like, as soon as we switched to CS2, you could see, like, 1.2 rated players dropping all the way to down, down to, like, 1. And then, like, 1 players, like, 1.0 players going all the way to 1.2. Because they're just able to utilize the game way better. Like, it, it's going to be a big change, I without a doubt. Like, especially with this new tick system, no one really yes. understands it yet. Like, the game has a lot of question marks, especially when the game is thriving so well. Like, mm. I think it was a bad decision. Like, to bring it out now instead of maybe like a year later. Um, but you just got to face facts. Valve are going to do it. And you're either going to adapt or you're going to die. Like, that's as simple as that. Like, there's no player right now Apart from like the real like old players like Carrigan, Rain, like playing like Source and stuff or CS 1.6, like there hasn't been a jump like this for so many years. Um, it's gonna throw off a, a, a lot of people, including myself probably. Hmm. You're gonna have to learn a whole new game. It's quite like it's really is just a sink or swim, but and it's kind of yeah. weird that that's been throwing into like the biggest esports in the world, like kind of this massive change where it's like right guys if you don't learn the new game unlucky uh but okay a very final question you've already brought up azuwu uk irish players and teams is there anyone that you could see that maybe aren't at the level of like a viper coalesce rising up to that level both team and individual i think adam's team has a lot of potential the new into the win team Yes, I yeah. think into the win with Adam, Dobbo, Milky, Veggie, Bevy. I think this team has a lot of potential. Yeah. If they, um, do you think their problem could be just simply if they keep the five? I think the issue they're going to run into, if they get the success, which I hope they do get, um, if they get it, I think that players will be very fast to leave hmm. uh, when they get a. An offer which is the worst part of uh, when you're going orglish right you know, you just don't have the security of like your teammates staying but i hope that doesn't happen i hope they do like find an org because like i said like i think dobbo's insanely good like adam knows exactly what he's doing in his own way um and they've just picked up like two incredibly good players and and bevy he may be new but he was putting up numbers for viperio yeah, like i was well. talking to my these guys are like yeah he was doing the same for him but like it just didn't click with him and it happens but like if he does click in this team he's going to be insane that's what i think okay so kind of like a beve future player to watch and then into the win future team to watch is that kind of the final consensus yeah 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 and a zubu to watch as oh, well mate, he is crap like uh, i saw him every time, every time i see him on LAN, it's just like he impresses me more than more but 
this has been i think genuinely one of my favorite interviews i've ever done this was it's it's so nice to talk to a uk player and not have it be about like oh why is the uk scene so shit but thank you so much for joining me thomas and thank you so much everyone for joining us for the second episode of in the cross set if you want to go check out some other videos the de underscore constructed series with uh, harry and sam has got two episodes out already there might be a third when this comes out but that's really super interesting you always want to hear what harry and sam have to say but thank you very much and i'll see you guys next week for another episode